Oh, how I have missed being on here with you. There's such an intimacy when you're just listening to someone's voice. And I always visualize and imagine you as individuals who I can connect heart to heart with. And I absolutely love, love, love doing even private sessions with clients uh, on the phone. I've been doing that since way before pandemic. And so hypnotherapy is very effective when you tune in and hone in to my voice and we can do some meaningful work together. So I'm Jessica. I am your mind strategist and my aim is to help you develop more mind mastery for joyful living, more peace, a sense of groundedness, and also resilience, the ability to overcome difficult situations, just those little things that happen on a day-to-day basis that can make or break your day. You know what I'm talking about? It's not like these massive issues, but it's just these little nuances, whether at work, or an interaction or news you received in the mail, just something that puts you on the other end of the spectrum and we, we wanna bring you back to balance. And I'm all about helping you become your own mind coach so that you can activate it when you need it most, which is typically when you're alone. Does anybody relate? Let's be truthful about that. <laughs> so my loves, I am a writer for Psychology Today as well as some other platforms and i wanted to share with you my latest article i've done this before where i'll not read to you but more intonate and share some in-between thoughts just to add even more than what was on the original article and also for some of you you're, you're just people who love to listen more so than read so i figured i'd cover it from both platforms so here we go So this month I focused on touch and why touch is essential to human existence. Touch is essential to human existence, counteracting the impact of social distancing. It's been so long since we have been having to maintain our social distance and touch has been affected. Also organically, if we want to give a hug, put a hand on a shoulder for comfort, we're holding back for many reasons, some for health reasons. We, we obviously want to maintain healthy boundaries and respect where people are at and where they feel comfortable. And also because we're, we're in this uh, time frame and this culture of editing and canceling ourselves and being worried about doing something gutturally or instinctually, which truthfully can be very, very dangerous because we also end up taking away the good side of learning of human learning and the best way for us to learn is to be able to make mistakes and uh, sometimes we say things that are not right sometimes we do things that that's just not right but at the time we don't recognize it but if we're not able to just be open and have conversations and we're constantly editing our thoughts and ourselves and we're working in a small box, you're going to have people hiding things and not exposing things that they can learn from. You might be the wisdom that can come into their lives in order to help them see a whole nother perspective, but maybe they didn't share openly with you because you know, they would have gotten a slap on the hand, they would have been canceled, whatever the case may be. Um, and also, it's actually not good for the brain uh, to operate in that way. Um, I focus a lot on nurturing the brain as a mind master and um, 
just helping our brains develop new positive habits, but also intrinsic motivation and self-direction and the ability to learn from our dips. So we come back equipped with new knowledge uh, that we were able to learn from some growing pains, right? So if we if we walk on this earth, not willing to just speak what we think is true because we have a fear that we're going to get uh, a huge ramification of it. First of all, it doesn't even keep our brain sharp. Um, The smartest of the smartest people out there uh, today and long ago, decades ago, uh, knew to always keep their, their mind and their brain fresh because they would hear different perspectives. They would see the other side to an argument. They would actually seek it out. And by gathering all sorts of different data and information uh, that was hopefully not skewed one way or another, but just looking more at facts, then they could make an assessment and a determination uh, in terms of what their next step should be. You know, And that's the way we grow. Um, and that's, we're very suggestible to ourselves. And so if there's something for us to learn, let us learn it without fear of, not being able to make a mistake. It's very dangerous. And also forgiveness is so important. Like, uh, you know, allowing the, the fact that we grow from back in our, you know, our youth, all of us had stupid, stupid moments. And still we do in adulthood. We're human beings, my loves. We all make mistakes. We all have issues that come up. Uh, no one is walking around here in utter perfection. Um, uh, and so the closest to that would be people who sort of escape from being participants in the world, you know, so we're aiming to be in this world, but not of it. Uh, and that's always a day to day, uh, challenge, isn't it? So forgiveness of others, forgiveness of ourselves. Maybe we said something or posted something or did something that just was not our finest moment. Uh, but it's so important to be able to say, you know what? Like, let, let's help that person grow from it. Let's help them see another way from it. If you just cancel them and don't have anything to do with them, forget, oh, you just missed an opportunity to be a blessing in their life, to be someone who brings in some discernment and wisdom and comes from a nurturing place to say, hey, you're safe here to show me, share with me why you did that or why you thought that way. Let's talk about it. I wish we were seeing more of that in the media, but we're not. Um, and it doesn't matter at what point we're at. This has always been the case years and decades from now where if it bleeds, it leads. And we like to play on people's emotions in order to get them riled up so that uh, we end up not having these more meaningful, productive and proactive discussions. All right. I know I went a little off the course, but I thought that was so important to say. And it wasn't something that was planned. I literally come on here from my heart's intuition and I go. So someone must have needed to hear that message and I hope it blesses you and uh, and continues uh, to hopefully open doors of meaningful discussions that we can have with one another because I certainly am open to learning as well. I just want to be able to have a discussion and not be shut down. Okay, so touch is essential to human existence, counteracting the impact of social distancing. So here we go. How important is touch to human beings? Well, did you know that it's so critical, you guys, that it can actually be the determining factor between life and death. A study in the 1940s separated two groups of babies. Both were provided basic needs such as food and shelter. However, touch was withheld from one group and sadly, nearly half of those babies perished from touch deprivation. So are you suffering from touch deprivation? 
in this in the season that we've been in where we can't even touch one another right and we're also even if we could we're editing ourselves for fear of misunderstandings and things of that nature touch soothes the limbic system that fight or flight center in the back of your brain and like a child whose hand is held by that of a parent in a moment of fear touch offers this calming signal to the amygdala the fight or flight center of psychological safety no words have to be spoken to offer relief so i want you guys to remember a time when you were a kid um you were scared of something it could be a movie or after a movie I, i used to watch this show when i was a kid don't ask me why my mom didn't know it was unsolved mysteries did you guys any of you ever watch unsolved mysteries and Oh my God, the original host, his his voice was like ghostly and scary. If I just, he could just say good morning and I was shivering and I would watch it with the covers over me and just my little eyeballs watching the show. And afterwards, I couldn't even go to the restroom without my mom standing outside of the door so that I could feel comfortable and to look behind the curtain in the shower. And I would do this to myself every week, um, not telling her why I wanted her there but even her presence offered a soothing connection for me as a child and if i was ever even more timid than that i would just hold on to her shirt the side of her shirt or um, her pants side of her pants or even grab her hands and i would immediately feel calm and she didn't even know what i was thinking about (laughs) does anybody relate to that so I have a favorite person, one of my favorite people in the world that I love to hear um, more from. And uh, I apologize if I'm not saying this correctly, but it's the Buddhist monk, Thich Nhat Hanh, or Thich Nhat Hanh. And it is spelled, let me correct this so that you hear it and can look him up because he's amazing. I believe currently at the time of this recording, he is 94 years old. T-H-I-C-H, middle N-H-A-T, last H-A-N-H, the Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh speaks eloquently to the teaching of a parent providing this soothing relief to a child. A mother does not even need, doesn't even need, need to know why her baby is crying. By offering touch and bringing the baby into her arms, she immediately lessens the infant's suffering. Isn't that something so beautiful? In my youth, so I grew up in the projects of New York City and uh, Rutgers Community Project, shout out to everybody in downtown by Delancey Street. And I attended an after-school program, a community center called Rutgers Community um, Center. And it was amazing. I think about that time and I get emotional because I did not realize that we had something really special. Somehow there was funding. I didn't know about that as I was, you know, a child. I was in the second grade to probably seventh grade where I attended uh, the after-school program here and there. Um, Sometimes it was church programs that were really fun too, uh, where we would get together for social events and hang out on a Friday night with just to keep the kids off the streets, you know? And I don't really see that as much now, which is kind of sad. But our our community program was very rich. Uh, We had structure. Um, We would eat at a certain time together right after school to have like grilled cheese sandwiches and some milk. And then we would sit down for an hour and do our homework. And then we would have playtime like dodgeball or baseball, or we would learn how to play instruments, or we would learn woodworking. I mean, it was awesome. And then the summers, 
were just great opportunities to get on school buses through this community center and it would they would take us out to upstate New York and that's where I started dream building I would sit by myself looking out the window and just look at these houses and trees I was always enamored by trees that's probably why my brand is called be you bloom and I just thought wow this is like how other people live like I didn't see a lot of those kind of trees growing up in downtown New York so during homework time at the community center, the staff, there was like two members of the staff that would be in the room with us to guide us through our assignments. And there was one woman in particular that actually ended up becoming my godmother. And her name is Leticia. Leticia was such, I remember her scent. She's such a beautiful person. And she was a maternal figure. She was mama bear for all of us. Um, she was who we would run to if we had a boo-boo or a cut when we were playing a sport or somebody hurt our feelings. But she was so good at being structured. And she was uh, just such a, a wonderful believer as well and great faith, you know? So when we were stuck on a problem, she would walk all around the table. It was a massive table. There were other smaller tables. I would usually sit in the main table and there was probably like 10, 15 students around that table. And she'd walk around just kind of peering over to see how we were doing. It was very quiet. We were very focused. And if she's, if you raised your hand because you were stuck on a problem, she would rub your back in circular motions as she was walking you through that problem. And I don't, know why that that kind of stuck to me um or it was just something that i don't even know how many times that happened it could have even just been a couple of times but for some reason that stuck in my memory well years later i realized that she was so affected at effective at helping me learn and to find solutions because of that circular touch because what that circular motion was doing was sending a soothing signal to the fight or flight center and the brain then releases chemicals that support learning. When the body is relaxed, the mind is adaptable. Now it's open, now it's fluid, and now it's able to see bigger picture and it's open to solutions. And that signal was so powerful. So parents who are listening, you guys are educating your kids at home, try these touch mechanisms because uh, these practices really can help uh, open up the mind space of the child and help them think in more creative ways. You see what I, you see what I'm saying? So there's significant also there's significant data to support healing touch. And some of you also are dealing with elderly parents or someone who's sick. Uh, when one receives a welcome touch, those sensory the sensory receptors on the skin send signals up up the spinal cord and to the brain. So I want you to visualize that you're touching somebody someone you love uh, maybe it's a parent as you're massaging them and they're not it, they're not feeling too good um, your baby your child you're literally your healing hand is literally sending a touch uh, through the sensory receptors on the skin sending signals up to the spinal cord all the way up 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 to the brain and all of a sudden the brain I picture it vibrating with these feel-good chemicals and signals and just opening up and just looking so beautiful a beautiful brain that's kind of what I picture and you can close your eyes when you're doing these touch practices why this initiates remember this this kind of touch initiates a reduction in cortisol levels in response to stress so you're just by your touch you're bringing down the cortisol levels in somebody else's stress response that's pretty powerful you're literally bringing down the arousal state think of a child who's kind of very antsy and all over the place use the power of your touch 
mama bears and papa bears out there you are so powerful a friend that needs a hug use that power of a touch and know that it's beyond a hug it is literally a healing signal so a release of feel-good hormones now activate from the brain into the physical body for example dopamine bringing pleasure and also it helps with memory endorphins relieving pain oxytocin the bonding or love hormone and serotonin for stabilizing someone's mood so healing massage therapeutic massage you can imagine why it's called therapeutic massage and the benefits of massage to the body the body rebalances to function optimally and it increases your ability to experience more positive emotions and greater well-being so why do we want positive emotions this is actually a term in positive psychology right because positive emotions decrease stress depression blood pressure and your heart rate it increases compassion and meaningful connection to others. It helps you build, resi uh, build resilience to better handle adversity with optimism. And it broadens your mind's perspective from a focused, myopic, teeny tiny view of problems to opening up your perspective and your viewing capabilities to all the other options that are available, right? So that's why it's so important that we access more of our positive emotions, even when we don't want to. Stop being so stubborn, will you? <laughs> I'm saying that to myself as well as you, because uh, phys physiologically, biologically, and chemistry, all of these are reasons to upgrade yourself. Just by the use of positive emotions, you're up upgrading your biology. That's pretty amazing, and science backs it up. So. Can touch actually change people's behavior? Can touch actually change people's behaviors? So in a study by the Touch Research Institute, researchers compared French adolescents to American adolescents. The Americans showed more aggressive behavior physically and verbally. When they were given massage therapy, the violence decreased while empathy increased, also attributed to a boost in serotonin levels. That's pretty just pretty amazing. Just by touch and massage through massage therapy, the Americans propensity towards aggressive behavior verbally and physically declined. We see this difference in cultures when you think about different cultures, right? I'm Latina and we're very touchy people and you see that difference or or the culture may, may incorporate different kinds of practices to help them with that, like in the Asian culture um, and uh, alternative, alternative practices that they use that are so beautiful and wonderful. So touch is a universal language without the need for actual words or the ability to even understand. And that's what unites us. Touch is our universal language, right? So I use touch to provide my own mother comfort care through Alzheimer's disease so that she felt connected to me. Because what happens is with Alzheimer's illness, um, the person tends to feel maybe even agitated, lost, or fearful. So by touching my mom, I was providing her relief from uncertainty, anxiety, and grounding her to the here and the now. And when she's, any of us, whether you have an illness or not, when you feel grounded to the here and now, there's comfort in that instead of being lost in your thoughts or ruminating the past or in the future worries, worries, worrisome thoughts, right? So we can all relate to that as well. So how can we counteract the remnants of having been socially distant from others for such a prolonged period of time? 
So I wanna share with you some steps to help you minimize touch deprivation. And as you know, this stuff continues, we're still not fully out of it, but whether we were in it or out of it, I think this is so important for us to know because touch really heals. And as we saw, it's, it's critical to human life, to living and to living longer. So here we go. Give longer hugs, give longer hugs. A good barometer is when you hug somebody and you can actually close your eyes and actually feel their heart beating. In about 20 seconds, you should feel lighter. Your heartbeats may even entrain to one another, meaning they follow each other's patterns. You could do that with your baby. You could do that with a partner. You could do that with the friends. I have hugged people and said to them, I have hugged strangers and said to them, may I hold you a little bit longer? I just want you to focus on my heart. I'm up, as I'm holding them, focus on my heart. I'm focused. I, can you feel my heart? And they will usually giggle and say, yeah, I actually can. I'm like, great, just right there. I really feel your heart from my heart to yours. I'm giving you this hug and I squeeze them. And it, the, the reaction that I get from that from people is so beautiful. And I get teary eyed sometimes because sometimes I'm giving a hug to someone who was hoping that someone would come and help them out in, in the day that they were struggling with something. They may not have even said anything to me about it. But the fact that they got that loving hug for me and they were connected to my heart and mine to their heart, they were able to give me something and me to them. And that somehow lifted the person. So your hugs are pretty powerful. Watch out. Watch out. You are really powerful more than you realize. And also that says that's all those physiological benefits. You're sending a, a soothing signal to to their brain, to the amygdala. So if a friend is in fight or flight, they're crying, they're sad, there's a heartbreak, there's loss. Literally, it close your eyes and imagine sending up those signals up their spinal cord to their brain as you're praying over them and have them in your arms. How amazing, you're magnifying the power of touch. Uh, this is a big one for me, hug your pet. Petting also produces benefits from touch. Have your pet lie across your chest, now, if he or she is really big, like some of you got some, some massive dogs, like big huskies and stuff, you can find other ways to cuddle. Sometimes my little chihuahua mix and terrier mix, I have two of them, they're rescues. Sometimes I just, I spoon my dog and I put my hand over their chest to feel their heartbeats. If one of them likes to lay with his chest across mine so we can entrain our hearts, that's the way I visualize it. The other one, she's not like that, you know? So I have to, I have to cuddle her more than she she's willing to cuddle me, but dang it i'm gonna get my my hug my pet time whether she likes it or not um this is another one when you're walking with your partner or child um don't don't forget how powerful holding hands is just by holding hands um you're providing these same benefits physiologically to the person so for fun you can let your touch recipient know i like to call it, you're like the you know you're the touch giver and they're the touch recipient and as you're holding their hand you can say hey guess what i'm sending some soothing signals to your brain i'm i'm actually quieting your fight or flight sensor i can see some dudes using this as like <laughs> like a come on or something <laughs> it would be really funny though i would laugh at that i'd be like great you're doing something good for me keep going so as it just did to me it'll surely bring about a smile to your child your husband your spouse your partner you know it'll bring that smile to their face which is an extra shot of uh those feel-good hormones dedicate self-care time to enjoying professional massages invest in a professional massage regimen especially if you don't have the family members or people in your household then go out and get those massages 
um, as part of your touch therapy is that important okay it offers the same benefits like i said before including leading you to restful and restorative sleep so it's really powerful following our alternatives to these practices that i just shared or they can be additional in addition to your touch practice so being a hypnotherapist i use tons of visualization so you can imagine hugging a loved one even if the person is not here physically anymore maybe they've passed on or they're physically on the other side of the world it triggers the same exact chemical responses to the brain that touch produces in the body so that's pretty powerful did you hear that don't let this one slip by your your, your conscious awareness be consciously aware of what i'm saying right now that through visualization and imagining yourself hugging onto someone you love whether they're passed away or on the other side of the world that if you commit to that visualization and bring all your senses inward shut everything else out the external stimuli come inside come back home to your heart and your body and you visualize this i put my hand on my heart a lot when i'm doing this kind of work or i have my clients do that that if you commit and you actually see those images and walk through it you can even say to the person whatever you want to say that you will produce the same physiological, biological, chemical responses in the brain that benefits the body than if, as if you were doing it in real life. That's pretty powerful. I do that with my loved ones who are in heaven and I get to visit with them in those, um, those, those uh, visualization practices. And some profound, some profound uh, revelations come out of it when you're really committed. So another option, creating your mind moments of meaningful connection by seeing yourself walking hand in hand with God or a spiritual guide that offers you love, peace, and belonging. And again, you can verbalize to them whatever you want. So I visualize myself walking a lot, holding hands in hand with Jesus. That's my dude. We have some great times in my head and how he holds on to me and lets me just be a kid sometimes and just pour out what's hurting my heart you know um i see angels um my mom you know so visualize yourself with some with god and uh, uh your spiritual guide that offers you that level of greater um just something greater than what's on this earth according to the studies and data i wrote something about this recently um, actually it's in my video on YouTube on the science of neurotheology what happens to your brain and body when you are in a relationship that's positive with God it is incredible and I share with you the stats and data um, that when you visualize a positive relationship with God what it does to you for chronic pain um, healing boosting your immune system so many things that happen the physical in the body is profound more so than if it was just a general or universal idea of a something out there but when you really get specific i also believe because it's more like a parent and sometimes when we're hurting we really need something specific a, a, a papa you know a figure that makes us feel that kind of love that does something in our brains and body that we benefit from that relationship to lean into somebody and not have to lean in on our own understanding hey bible verse okay so at the close at the close of your zooms this is what i do all of this you guys at the close of zooms your zoom meetings with family or friends i want you to invite them to put their hands on the screen and to close their eyes so 
right now close your eyes and just imagine I'm zooming with you and I say to you do me a favor put your hand up on the screen both of your hands or what have you usually I use both and touch my hands I want you to close your eyes and let's just come back in and focus on sending one another and whatever it is you feel comfortable appreciation love well wishes could be a prayer so you don't even have to say that part sometimes it's just put your hand on there I just really want to feel connection with you and they always do it and we take a moment we smile I did a video like this with uh, Sally who's a massage therapist and at the end I asked her to do that and we did that and you see that that wasn't even planned and we both took that moment of silence felt that connection and she, did, she in the moment she probably she didn't know but I actually said a quick prayer over her as I was emanating that energy through my hands to her through the screen and it completely still has the same benefits as well this togetherness that term is a very real term togetherness look it up actually reinforces bonding and it offers encouragement and it reminds us that we are not alone in this we're, we're doing this together and that is huge for psychological safety so as touch is essential to human life let's be intentional you guys about our touch care practices so what are going to be some of your touch care practices i'd love to know which ones you try out a lot of people love the zoom one let's value the benefits of even the smallest of touch from a pet leaning into you now every single time my little guy i have a i have a girl and a boy dog and my little guy he is very touchy <laughs> very much so it's hilarious um, and he always leans into me and I always smile now and I go, oh, I'm feeling that love. I'm feeling that soothing signal to my amygdala and I smile and then I pet him and petting is a great way to do it as well. So be mindful of these, you know, smallest of touch events that happen and smile to yourself. Be mindful of a gentle wind as it passes between your fingers. This happened to me the other day. I was walking and I spread open my fingers as I was walking because the wind felt crisp and I smiled as I felt the wind in between my fingers and I thought that is so amazing. I'm, I'm here, I'm alive, you know? This has been a tough year, but here I am walking and enjoying this beautiful day that I get to live in today. So gratitude becomes a part of it as well and that puts you in a state of receiving and from there, the, what happens in your day is just so lighter it's just more joyful and you might get some surprises that were unplanned for so there are always opportunities for touch always 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 and you just got to get creative okay so you need to become aware using every single one of your beautiful senses from your imagination every all your six cents seven cents ten cents <laughs> what you have to use all of it whether you are the giver or the receiver you will always be able to benefit from a positive touch experience and engagement. So if you like a copy of this article, um, it's on my website at BU Bloom, BU Bloom, B-E-Y-O-U Bloom, and uh, was featured originally in Psychology Today on March 7, 2021. I'd love to hear, I would love to hear your thoughts um, and your feedback on this. You, you can reach me on social media Everything is at Be Bloom on my Instagram. I give some mind tips for mental mastery and joyful living. YouTube, I can do some longer videos there as well. Um, so follow me on any of those platforms and let's connect and let's have a touch moment as well. I'd love that. All right, you guys have a beautiful rest of your day ahead. Thank you so much for tuning in into Be you Bloom's podcast. I'm Jessica and I cannot wait to reconnect with you soon. Be you Bloom.